0: SECTION 6 OF THE BALTIMORE CATECHISM NUMBER 2 This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Michelle. BALTIMORE CATECHISM NUMBER 2 LESSONS 21-25 through 25. LESSON 21ST ON INDULGENCES 231 Question. WHAT IS AN INDULGENCE? ANSWER. AN INDULGENCE IS THE REMISSION IN WHOLE OR IN PART OF THE TEMPORAL PUNISHMENT DUE TO SIN. 232. Two. QUESTION. IS AN INDULGENCE A PARDON OF SIN OR A LICENSE TO COMMIT SIN? ANSWER. AN INDULGENCE IS NOT A PARDON OF SIN NOR A LICENSE TO COMMIT SIN, AND ONE WHO IS IN A STATE OF MORTAL SIN CANNOT GAIN AN INDULGENCE. 233. Question. How many kinds of indulgences are there? Answer. There are two kinds of indulgences, plenary and partial. 234. Question. What is a plenary indulgence? Answer. A plenary indulgence is the full remission of the temporal punishment due to sin. 235. Question. What is a partial indulgence? Answer. A partial indulgence is the remission of a part of the temporal punishment due to sin. 236. Question. How does the Church, by means of indulgences, remit the temporal punishment due to sin? Answer. The Church, by means of indulgences, remits the temporal punishment due to sin by applying to us the merits of Jesus Christ and the superabundant satisfactions of the Blessed Virgin Mary and of the saints. Which merits and satisfactions are its spiritual treasury? 237. Question. What must we do to gain an indulgence? Answer. To gain an indulgence we must be in this state of grace and perform the works enjoined. End of Lesson 21. Lesson 22nd on the Holy Eucharist. 238. Question. What is the Holy Eucharist? Answer. The Holy Eucharist is the sacrament which contains the body and blood, soul and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ under the appearances of bread and wine. 239. Question. When did Christ institute the Holy Eucharist? Answer. Christ instituted the Holy Eucharist at the Last Supper, the night before He died. 240. Question. Who were present when our Lord instituted the Holy Eucharist? Answer. When our Lord instituted the Holy Eucharist, the 12 apostles were present 241 question how did our lord institute the holy eucharist answer our lord instituted the holy eucharist by taking bread blessing breaking and giving to his apostles saying take ye and eat this is my body and then by taking up the cup of wine blessing it and giving it saying to them drink ye all of this this is my blood which shall be shed for the remission of sins. Do this for commemoration of me. 242 Question. What happened when our Lord said, This is my body, this is my blood? Answer. When our Lord said, This is my body, the substance of the bread was changed into the substance of his body. When he said, This is my blood, the substance of the wine was changed into the substance of his blood. 243. Question. Is Jesus Christ whole and entire, both under the form of bread and under the form of wine? Answer. Jesus Christ is whole and entire, both under the form of bread and under the form of wine. 244. Question. Did anything remain of the bread of wine, after their substance had been changed into the substance of the body and blood of our Lord? Answer. After the substance of the bread and wine had been changed into the substance of the body and blood of our Lord, there remained only the appearances of bread and wine. 245. Question. What do you mean by the appearances of bread and wine? Answer. By the appearances of bread and wine, I mean the figure, the color, the taste, and whatever appears to the senses. 246. Question. Question. What is this change of the bread and wine into the body and blood of our Lord called? Answer: This change of the bread and wine into the body and blood of our Lord is called transubstantiation. Two, four, seven. Question: How was the substance of the bread and wine changed into the substance of the body and blood of Christ? Answer: The substance of the bread and wine was changed into the substance of the body and blood of Christ by His almighty power. 248. Question. Does this change of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ continue to be made in the church? Answer. This change of bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ continues to be made in the church by Jesus Christ through the ministry of His priests. 249. Question. When did Christ give His priests the power to change bread and wine into His body and blood? Answer. Christ gave his priests the power to change bread and wine into his body and blood when he said to the Apostles, Do this in commemoration of me. 250 Question. How do the priests exercise this power of changing bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ? Answer. The priests exercise this power of changing bread and wine into the body and blood of Christ through the words of consecration in the Mass, which are the words of Christ, This is my body. This is my blood. End of Lesson 22 Lesson 23rd On the Ends for Which the Holy Eucharist was Instituted 251 Question. Why did Christ institute the Holy Eucharist? Answer. Christ instituted the Holy Eucharist 1. To unite us to himself and to nourish our soul with his divine life. 2. To increase sanctifying grace and all virtues in our soul. 3. To lessen our evil inclinations. 4. To be a pledge of everlasting life. 5. To fit our bodies for a glorious resurrection. 6. To continue the sacrifice of the cross in his church. 252. Question. How are we united to Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist? Answer. We are united to Jesus Christ in the Holy Eucharist by means of Holy Communion. 253. Question. What is holy communion? Answer: Holy communion is the receiving of the body and blood of Christ. 254 Question: What is necessary to make a good communion? Answer: To make a good communion, it is necessary to be in the state of sanctifying grace, to have a right intention, and to obey the laws of fasting. See question 257. 255 five. Question: Does he who receives communion in mortal sin receive the body and blood of Christ. Answer. He who receives communion in mortal sin receives the body and blood of Christ, but does not receive his grace, and he commits a great sacrilege. 2.5.6. Question. Is it enough to be free from mortal sin to receive plentifully the graces of Holy Communion? Answer. To receive plentifully the graces of Holy Communion it is not enough to be free from mortal sin but we should be free from all affection to venial sin, and should make acts of faith, hope, and love. 257. Question. What is the fast necessary for Holy Communion? Answer. The fast necessary for Holy Communion is to abstain from all food, beverages, and alcoholic drinks for one hour before Holy Communion. Water may be taken at any time. The sick may take food, Non alcoholic drinks and any medicine up to communion time. This answer has been changed in the nineteen seventy seven printing to bring it up to date with the current rules. Two five eight question Is anyone ever allowed to receive Holy Communion when not fasting? Answer Anyone in danger of death is allowed to receive Holy Communion when not fasting or when it is necessary to save the blessed sacrament from insult or injury. 259. Question. When are we bound to receive Holy Communion? Answer. We are bound to receive Holy Communion under pain of mortal sin, during the Easter time, and when in danger of death. 260. Question. Is it well to receive Holy Communion often? Answer. It is well to receive Holy Communion often, as nothing is a greater aid to a holy life than often to receive the author of all graces, and the source of all good. 261. Question. What should we do after Holy Communion? Answer. After Holy Communion we should spend some time in adoring our Lord, in thanking Him for the graces we have received, and in asking Him for the blessings we need. End of Lesson 23. Lesson twenty fourth On the Sacrifice of the Mass. 262. Question. When and where are the bread and wine changed into the body and blood of Christ? Answer. The bread and wine are changed into the body and blood of Christ at the consecration in the Mass. 263. Question. What is the Mass? Answer. The Mass is the unbloody sacrifice of the body and blood of Christ. 264. Question. What is a sacrifice? Answer. A sacrifice is the offering of an object by a priest to God alone, and the consuming of it to acknowledge that he is the Creator and Lord of all things. 265. Question. Is the Mass the same sacrifice as that of the cross? Answer. The Mass is the same sacrifice as that of the cross. 266. Question. How is the Mass the same sacrifice as that of the cross? Answer. The Mass is the same sacrifice as that of the cross, because the offering and priest are the same. Christ our blessed Lord, and the ends for which the sacrifice of the Mass is offered are the same as those of the sacrifice of the cross. 267. Question. What were the ends for which the sacrifice of the cross was offered? Answer, the ends for which the sacrifice of the cross was offered were, first, to honor and glorify God. Second, to thank Him for all the graces bestowed on the whole world. Third, to satisfy God's justice for the sins of men. Fourth, to obtain all graces and blessings. 268. Question. Is there any difference between the sacrifice of the cross and the sacrifice of the Mass? Answer. Yes, the manner in which the sacrifice is offered is different. On the cross, Christ really shed His blood and was really slain. In the Mass, there is no real shedding of blood, nor real death because christ can die no more but the sacrifice of the mass through the separate consecration of the bread and wine represents his death on the cross 269 question how should we assist at mass a we should assist at mass with great interior recollection and piety and with every outward mark of respect and devotion 270 question which is the best manner of hearing mass The best manner of hearing Mass is to offer it to God with the priest for the same purpose for which it is said, to meditate on Christ's sufferings and death, and to go to Holy Communion. End of Lesson 24 Lesson 25th On Extreme Unction and Holy Orders 271 Question. What is the sacrament of extreme unction? Answer. Extreme unction is a sacrament which, through the anointing and prayer of the priest, gives health, strength to the soul and sometimes to the body when we are in danger of death from sickness 272 question when should we receive extreme unction answer we should receive extreme unction when we are in danger of death from sickness or from a wound or accident 273 question should we wait until we are in extreme danger before we receive extreme unction We should not wait until we are in extreme danger before we receive extreme unction but if possible we should receive it whilst we have the use of our senses 274 question which are the effects of the sacrament of extreme unction answer the effects of extreme unction are first to comfort us in the pains of sickness and to strengthen us against temptation second TO REMIT VENIAL SINS AND TO CLEANSE OUR SOUL FROM THE REMAINS OF SIN. third, TO RESTORE US TO HEALTH WHEN GOD SEES FIT. 275. QUESTION. WHAT DO YOU MEAN BY THE REMAINS OF SIN? ANSWER. BY THE REMAINS OF SIN I MEAN THE INCLINATION TO EVIL AND THE WEAKNESS OF THE WILL WHICH ARE THE RESULT OF OUR SINS AND WHICH REMAIN AFTER OUR SINS HAVE BEEN FORGIVEN. 276. QUESTION. How should we receive the sacrament of extreme unction? Answer We should receive the sacrament of extreme unction in the state of grace and with lively faith and resignation to the will of God. Two seven seven question Who is the minister of the sacrament of extreme unction? Answer The priest is the minister of the sacrament of extreme unction. Two seven eight question What is the sacrament of holy orders? Answer. Holy Orders is a sacrament by which bishops, priests, and other ministers of the Church are ordained, and receive the power and grace to perform their sacred duties. 2.7.9. Question. What is necessary to receive Holy Orders worthily? Answer. To receive Holy Orders worthily, it is necessary to be in the state of grace, to have the necessary knowledge and a divine call to the sacred office. Two eight zero. Question: How should Christians look upon priests of the church? A. Christians should look upon the priests of the church as the messengers of God and the dispensers of his mysteries. 281. Question: Who can confer the sacraments of holy orders? A. Bishops can confer the sacraments of holy orders. End of the 25th Lesson End of Section 6